What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 26 of Preloaded. My name is Josh Finderup, and I am joined, as always, by the other half of Preloaded, Jackson Vanover. How are you doing this week, Jackson? I'm doing pretty good, Josh. Um, not to spend too long on this, but I've been stuck in a winter storm in Texas, but I am safe and sound and happy that I'm here for the show. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned before we got on that you still have power, so I'm very happy about that. I hope that continues, and uh, I hope that everyone uh, down in Texas, uh, I hope things get better soon. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but as for preloaded, we do have a good show for you this week. We got just kind of some little news tidbits before we got the big mother load. We're going to deviate a little bit for the show uh Compared to the stuff we'd normally cover here, we are going to really dive into the Nintendo Direct uh, because uh, I think we both have some thoughts on how that went. But in the meantime, we have some other news stories to talk about as well. You'll want to stay tuned for all of that. But first, preloaded posts every Friday. We post on both of our YouTube channels. You can catch the show, the video version, on my YouTube channel. I'm Quest Mode, or over on Jackson's YouTube channel. He's J V J A Y V double E. Or if you prefer the audio version, you can listen on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you are listening on any of those platforms, we'd love for you to drop a review if you're enjoying the show. Uh, drop a five-star review or even a written review. And speaking of writing, you can write into Preloaded at the email address preloadedpodcast at gmail.com. We welcome all of your thoughts, all of your feedback, but we'd love to get your questions. At the end of the show, we dig into our mailbag. And we talk about one of your questions right here. So if there's anything gaming related or even otherwise that you want to hear us discuss on the show, write in to preloadedpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we are going to kick things off as we always do with our segment, What the Hell Have You Been Playing, Jackson? So for me, Josh, this week, I haven't played a ton, but um, before all the craziness, I sunk really deep into Valheim, and uh, I mentioned it briefly last week, and I really hadn't gotten that far in when I mentioned that, but man, this week really has sucked me into Valheim. Um, It's just a survival game that I actually really, really enjoy. Um, I I love the art style, I love the music, um, and I love that it's not too punishing in any way at all. And it has a great building system. There's just so much good I could talk about with Valheim. And it's amazing because it's kind of blowing up. And it's a relatively small studio um, that made it. So, yeah, I've been playing a ton of that. Yeah, it seems kind of like the first viral hit of uh, 2021. It really does feel like that. And I also really like when small games um, blow up. So, Yeah, one question about it. Is it like a persistent survival game? Or is it like more of like the roguelite where you survive as long as you can and then fail and then start over it's a persistent um so it's it's more of an open world um akin to minecraft and then every single thing that you do to manipulate that world it stays that way in the world nice yeah well it's getting a lot of attention and a a good success story Uh, glad for those developers yeah me too so i have been playing a ton of stealth games uh i just continued you know hitman just cracked open this fascination for me. I realized that the reason I like Cyberpunk so much was because it allowed me to play a stealth build. And so that just, as I mentioned last week, spurred me to play these stealth games. Last week, it was Tenchu. This week, I finished Dishonored. Love that game. Uh, 
amazing game, and that's just the first one. I still want to get into the second one eventually. Uh, Love the options, the sandbox levels that that game gives you to play around in. Um, I'm uh, debating whether or not I want to platinum maybe one of these stealth games I'm playing. That one's in the mix. Uh, But the other one that I dove into was some of the old Splinter Cell games. I guess they're only now old Splinter Cell games. There are no new ones. (laughs) So... um, and I played the original. It wasn't as fun as I uh, had hoped. I did play it when it first came out a little bit, but um, never finished it. And I'm not going to finish it this time. It's very clunky. But then I played Chaos Theory, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. And this game is great. Uh, very, It has aged very well. Uh, the visuals hold up. The gameplay is great. It's kind of sandboxy like a Hitman or, or a Dishonored, just not quite as much. But um, it does give you options and... Uh, the replayability is there. What I really love is you can play a level and it gives you a report card at the end and that just kind of motivates me to go back and do it again to try and get all of the, uh, you know, all the stuff checked off the checklist. So really loving those games. That's awesome, man. I definitely played, I don't think I played the original Splinter Cell, but I played Chaos Theory. I remember nothing about it, just that I did play it. Um, but I'm really happy to hear that you you love Dishonored. So uh, does that make you more excited for Deathloop? Absolutely. I okay. cannot wait for Deathloop. In fact, I'm working on a Far Cry video right now, but the next one I'm going to make, I'm pretty sure is going to be about Deathloop just because I can't wait to dig in and see what, they're, what they've got going for that game, what they've got planned. Um, yeah, the, the fact that you have the supernatural abilities in that game. And I just I do hope that it really lets you lean into the stealth aspect if you want to. I know that it's more it looks more combat focused than, say, a Dishonored, but it does right. look like it gives you the options. Yeah, I, I just have the ultimate faith in Arcane um, to, to pull it off. And, and Prey was such a good game and still, I yeah. think, underrated. So um, that's awesome to hear that you're enjoying this. Yeah, yeah, uh, really fun. And uh, I'm going to just keep going as long as there's nothing really new on the horizon that I want to play. Uh, I'm just going to keep playing these games. Awesome. Can't wait to hear about them. And with that, we are going to move on to our top stories. Uh, we, As I said, we did get some news, but it's a bunch of tidbits. So we're going to kick things off with Rainbow Six Quarantine. Uh, Ubisoft came out and said that it is getting renamed uh, due to the pandemic. And that the big, I think, chunk of news here is that there is more info about the game coming, quote unquote, soon. So we don't know when that is, but this is a game that's kind of dropped off the radar. Uh, we don't really know what's up with it, but it's a three player, you know, uh, I, or is it three on three? I think it's three on three co-op um multiplayer game you know i should know this i don't know this that probably demonstrates how much i am not interested in it but hopefully what they show next is exciting yeah yeah i think if you're into rainbow six or you know if you're into rainbow six siege and you want something new this might be fun so uh with uh with that the next story that we are going to look into real quick is marvel's avengers got an update this week they announced that the next gen versions are coming on march 18th so if you want to upgrade for free you can and on that same date, we were getting Hawkeye DLC and his storyline, which is called Future Imperfect. Uh, it looks like it has some maybe tr- time travel uh, elements going on. So if you are one of those players that are still that is still playing Avengers or you are looking for a reason to get back into it, uh, look forward to March 18th. And then uh, this morning, just this morning, Bungie, uh, I guess, released a press release. And in that, they mentioned that they are expanding their studio like literally they're building a new studio and or a new part of their studio and that one of the things that they are going to do there is quote tell new stories in the destiny universe and this is the interesting part 
create entirely new worlds in to-be-announced IPs, and that includes at least one new IP before 2025. So if you look, if you like Bungie, uh, that's something to be excited about in the next uh, few years. Yeah, this is exciting stuff to me. They they haven't really made that many unique IPs. I mean, you got Halo and you got Destiny. So I'll be looking for this. Yeah, and both have have you know massive fan followings. I mean, they have a yeah. good track record, even though it's just two. I think they have some stuff way before they got they did Halo. There were some other things, right. but that's a long time ago. Um, and then lastly, uh, you dropped this in the, the doc, Jackson, uh, that Microsoft has announced a frames per second boost for select titles on Xbox Series S and X. And this is a super cool feature, but it is a pretty limited selection of games that it's on right now. It's Far Cry 4, Watch Dogs 2, Sniper Elite 4, and Super Lucky's Tail, which is random, and then <laughs> UFC 4. Uh, the Super Lucky's Tail one is impressive, actually. It runs at 120 frames per second. So if you want to play a super smooth platforming game and you have a TV that can crank out 120 FPS, uh, there you go. And then uh, UFC 4 runs at 60 frames per second on Series S, which is pretty cool. And then uh, starting in spring, and this is what I am impressed by. This is a fe- This is not just like an automatic boost. It's a feature that you can toggle on and off, which is neat. And I don't know what it means for the rest of the game. Like, will it drop the resolution? I don't know if they mentioned that in the blog post, but pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I, I just love that um, Xbox is leaning into their backwards compatibility library because that that really is a strength of this platform versus PlayStation. And as long as they keep um, accentuating the differences between, you know, PlayStation and Xbox, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I fi- I know it's, I don't know if this is backwards compatible or if this is actually a next-gen game, but I fired up Far Cry 5 on my Series X for a video I'm working on, and that game looks so dang good Yeah, uh, on my Series X. Whew, it's a pretty game. Awesome. I need to revisit Far Cry. Um, it's, it's a series I do like, and I'll probably check out 4 since it got this boost. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So uh, that's something to look forward to if you are a Series S or X owner. And with that, we are going to take our first break, and when we get back, we're going to get into our deep dive topic of the week. We're going to talk some Nintendo. We'll be right back. And we're back. We are now going to get into... Like I just said, our deep dive discussion, Nintendo dropped a Nintendo Direct. They announced it, I think, on Tuesday, and then they just went ahead with it on Wednesday, or maybe they announced it on Monday. Anyways, it was pretty rapid fire, and it's a 50-minute Direct, and um, I was certainly definitely very excited about this, and they did announce a lot. We'll get into our impressions in a bit, but I first want to just rattle off some of what they uh, revealed some of the big stuff. I'm not going to go over everything. We'd be here for way too long. So they started it out with the uh, Super Smash Brothers announcement that Xenoblade Chronicles 2's uh, Pyra and Mithra, I think it's Pyra, maybe it's Pyra, and Mithra join the roster. So if you are into Smash Brothers and you are into Xenoblade Chronicles 2, um, that's exciting. Mario Golf, this got me going. I was pretty pumped when they revealed Mario <laughs> Golf. I loved Mario Golf for the all the way back for the Nintendo 64. Such a fun game. I didn't get into any of the later versions, but this got me a bit nostalgic. So that's um, fun. That comes out on June 25th, if you're interested in that. I'm not sure. I think they just said March 2021 uh, for the, the Smash reveal. I, I don't yeah. know for sure. but Yeah, I'm not sure either. And then another game that uh, looked very interesting, Project Triangle Strategy. 
this is coming from Square Enix. I believe it's the same team behind the uh, uh, behind um, oh, Octopath Traveler. It has the same kind of aesthetic, but it's more of a strategy title, top-down strategy game. Um, then Ninja Gaiden uh, The Master Collection was announced, which I've been looking forward to this. It's been kind of rumored that some sort of Ninja Gaiden collection has been in the works. Um, unfortunately, it is the Sigma games, which I don't know a lot about them, but from my understanding, those are kind of the inferior versions of these games. So that was a little disappointing when I read that, but still cool that uh, Ninja Gaiden is coming back if anybody wants to revisit those or play them for the first time. Star Wars Hunters, um, not something I'm interested in, but anything Star Wars is a pretty big announcement. This looks like a free-to-play third-person shooter. I, I do wonder if this is Star Wars trying to ape Fortnite, but they didn't say anything about a uh, Battle Royale, so we'll see. Uh, next, The Legend of Zelda. This is probably one of the uh, bigger announcements of the show. Skyward Sword HD was announced for Nintendo Switch. I didn't get a date for this, but I do believe it's in June. Uh, I'm not sure what the exact date is. Uh, so if you want to play Skyward Sword on your Switch, you'll be able to do that. Uh, one of the bigger stories was actually that there was no news for Breath of the Wild 2. So if you were looking forward to that, we have to wait. They they did say there's something coming later this year. And then finally, they uh, bookended it with Splatoon 3. So those were the big announcements. And of course, there was a ton of stuff in between. So if we missed something that you were looking forward to, uh, drop us a comment uh, in YouTube to let us know what you're looking forward to. But... Uh, I have my impressions on this, Jackson. I, I know you're not the biggest Nintendo gamer on Earth, uh, which, by the way, is okay. We may share some uh, some impressions in this. Uh, I don't want to knock Nintendo at all. Like, what they do, Nintendo's going to Nintendo, and I, I'm really glad that there are people out there who love Nintendo, and um, they have their fan base. Uh, but before we get into that, just we're not I'm not knocking Nintendo when I get into my impressions here. But Jackson, as for yours, what what were your thoughts? Yeah, so um Josh, yeah, I didn't even catch this live. Um I, I was kind of preoccupied with uh real life stuff, but y- yeah, I, I'm not the biggest Nintendo um gamer. I, I think I just was more attracted to Western um, games across the board, really, um, growing up and kind of what you play growing up influences um, what you like. That's just how it works. Um, So I started with a Nintendo 64, but um, it it didn't stick enough to the point where I was a Nintendo gamer for life. You know, I got a PS2 and then I, you know, kind of got more sucked into that realm of um, that that side of gaming and then a regular Xbox. Um, But... So to, to shift back to this direct, um, I did watch it. I did kind of skip around. And like you, uh, Mario Golf <laughs> was was uh, exciting for me because I was like you, Nintendo 64, Mario Golf. That was a part of my childhood. Uh, really, all the Mario sports games. Um, but my big worry is that there's been a tendency for Nintendo to dumb down experiences. Um, and, and you look at like Mario Party. There were great Mario Party games on the Wii. Uh, they were great Mario Party games on Nintendo 64. And then you get to the modern era and they just keep trying to dumb them down. And so I'm very skeptical of Mario Golf, especially after that Mario sports game they put out last year. I can't remember what it was um, off the top of my head. Which which game? Uh, it was a Mario Switch game and it was very sports related. Oh, tennis. Um, Mario Tennis Aces. There you go. That was way too dumbed down for me. 
Um, I was yeah. really disappointed um, in that. So I, I don't like the direction they're going in with those kinds of experiences. Yeah, uh, dumbed down is an interesting term. Uh, when I, I actually I was tweeting, this was like within the first 15 minutes of this show starting, and I tweeted out that other than Monster Hunter Rise, uh, I actually forgot to include that in here. They did have a new Monster Hunter Rise trailer. Um, other than that, within the first 15 to 20 minutes, I thought a lot of these games this is going to sound kind of pejorative and in a way it kind of is, is uh, they look like mobile games to me. Um, at least that was the aesthetic that they had and um, just not stuff that I was excited to see. I'm um, talking about most of like this, a lot of the smaller announcements, but yeah, even um, I hope Mario golf, I'm glad that there is, there's like a story mode in it, which to me is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope, I just hope that game is good. And if, if it is, then the graphics won't really matter, but I will say the visual presentation of a lot of these games did not excite me. Um, there wasn't anything in here that looked, um, I, I feel like this term gets thrown around probably way too much, but there wasn't anything in here that looked really like AAA or um, high production values or something that, uh, there wasn't a world that I'm really excited to dive into with the exception of maybe Project Triangle Strategy. That game has a really amazing aesthetic. But yeah, dumbed down is one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, um, just let me clarify on dumbed down, I, I mostly mean from a mechanical perspective. I do think visually that's true, but you're totally right. I mean, think about Super Mario Odyssey. Think about Breath of the Wild. I mean, I know those are big budget projects, but that's kind of like the bench. That's that's what I expect on Switch um, for big, big games. Uh, and they really didn't have a lot of big, big games in this direct. So maybe that's why they filled it with a bunch of other games. And also Nintendo has completely shifted their, um, their strategy and just put absolutely every video game known to man that they can on the switch. Yeah. So I think that may be part of what's kind of muddying the presentation. Yeah. Um, some other things that were, so for me, the highlights were Mario golf, uh, project triangle strategy, and really, that's kind of it. Uh, I was pretty underwhelmed with this entire presentation. Some other, some things that um, were disappointing for me. And this is when I when I kicked things off and said that you know I don't want to knock Nintendo. This is like this is definitely a me thing. This is not a Nintendo thing. Um, but I was personally disappointed with the focus on on multiplayer games. Um, you know, they bookended it with Smash, and which is great. I like Smash. Um, I've played it. I love World of Light. Um, but it is, you know, that multiplayer experience that doesn't really speak to me. And then they bookended that at the end with Splatoon 3, which was a huge announcement. But again, a game that I'm not planning on really diving into. And then in the middle, the big one that did excite me, but it is still a multiplayer-focused game, is Mario Golf. So there's big multiplayer focus. Didn't see any, again, other than Project Triangle strategy. I didn't see any new games here that were single-player that really uh, jumped out. I don't know if you, if I'm missing something. No, I, I think you're right. Um, I, may, I guess you could say Monster Hunter Rise. Um, that might be co-op, but I don't think it's like competitive multiplayer. Um, but, yeah, not competitive, but it is co-op, yeah. Right. And, and, but, you know, so many people play that solo as well. So, uh, But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And, like, Pokemon Snap is a really good um, example of, like, something that a lot of people were hyped for, but ultimately disappointed, at least from my perspective, a lot of people because they're like, this just looks not exciting. It's it's like the recent Pokemon games. Uh, it's it's a weird direction that Nintendo's going in, but I think they're finding success with it, and that's why they keep doing it. Yeah, and um, the 
one of the notes I put in here is that I also feel like Nintendo is relying maybe too much on their back catalog. Now, they have an amazing back catalog. They have some of the best games ever made, and a lot of people haven't played them. So I am glad that a lot of people are going to get to play these games. But, you know, you look at the the biggest game of the year for Nintendo so far is Mario 3D World. Uh, I would say the biggest game coming up that we know of that has a release date now is Skyward Sword. That's a Wii port. And then they have Pokemon Snap, which isn't a, a port or a, a remake. It's an entirely new game, but it is relying on that that back catalog. And it, it would just be nice to see something new from Nintendo. They very rarely introduce any new IPs, but it would just be nice to see a new take on maybe one of their older franchises uh, instead of these remakes and uh, you know redos, if you will, of old games. Did you play Advanced Wars at all? I didn't. No, that was kind of during my uh, my my blackout time in gaming where I wasn't playing a lot. Gotcha. I, I saw some excitement for that on my Twitter feed. Like, hey, maybe they'll announce something like just kind of a shot in the dark. And uh, of course they didn't. So, yeah, they seem to really pick and choose when they revive old franchises. Yeah. Yeah. So another thought that I had, and this is, uh, I don't know, you may not have much uh, to say here. I uh, definitely jump in if I'm wrong there, but one interesting thought I had during this was I actually have enjoyed the the Nindy or I call them Nindies they're not called that anymore the Indie World showcases for Nintendo Switch because I feel like those games are like if I watch an Indie showcase I'm not going to care if it looks like a mobile game or if if it's a 2D game or whatever that's my expectation going into an Indie showcase and I feel like those games just shine on Nintendo Switch and I I was thinking during this showcase I was like man I'm looking forward now to the next Indie World Showcase for Nintendo Switch more than I am any Nintendo showcases because I just feel like they uh, are are leaning away from what speaks to me as a gamer. And that's okay. Uh, It's just uh, I'll probably spend less time playing my Switch in the first half of 2021 than I will anything else. That's for sure. Right. Um, And one thing I wanted to chime in, there was one little thing that caught my eye in particular. Uh, was the Outer Wilds coming to Switch. Um, You guys have to play this game. It is really, really a fantastic experience and completely unique like nothing you've ever played. Um, I know that sounds very vague, but um, it's cool to see it come, come to Switch. Yeah, I I started it on my Xbox, and, you know, the, the, the flying mechanics just were tough for me to get a hold of, but the rest of the game sounds like it is so up my alley. I definitely need to give it another shot. I highly recommend. Yeah. Um, the last thing I just wanted to mention was there was obviously no mention of a uh, Nintendo Switch Pro, but I, for me personally, that would, I, I feel like, solve a lot of potential, um, not potential, but that would satisfy me in terms of what I'm looking for from Nintendo. I feel like if they if they do make like another console, one that's more powerful and um, able to run more... Uh, I guess I don't know what the term would be, but uh, more next gen ish games. That, that I think that would definitely be something that they could do for kind of the core gaming audience, like like me and maybe even you. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. New hardware always gets my attention, and I think they just need a big new game to pair with it. So hey, I mean, I'm not a Nintendo Scoop insider by any means, but I, it would be very smart for them to pair a Nintendo Switch Pro with Breath of the Wild too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed that would be very cool but we will they did say we'll get some more breath of the wild 2 news later in the year so that's very exciting i mean that's a game that uh, i feel like almost everybody who uh, plays games played at some point so uh, if you're looking forward to 
Breath of the Wild 2, it is coming, at least so they say. <laughs> I'll be waiting for it. Yeah. And with that, we are going to take our second break. When we get back, we're going to dig into our mailbag. We'll see you in just a sec. And we're back. We are now going to get into some reader mail, dig into our mailbag. If you want to have your question read on Preloaded, you can write into preloadedpodcast at gmail.com. And we read all of your messages, so we definitely look forward to uh, getting them and uh, sifting through them. This week, we got a question from Bradley. I actually think this question came in last week. So thanks very much, Bradley, for the thoughtful question you asked. What do you guys perceive CDPR will release in their DLCs? Uh, And he's referring to uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, of course. Cut content, cosmetics, or something completely different. Also, do you think that it's ethical to release cut content that was said to be in the game as a paid expansion? Uh, So that's interesting. What do you think, Jackson? Yeah, so um, I think there's understandably some skepticism within this question. Um, (laughs) I think suggesting that CDPR is going to uh, ask money, ask us to pay money for cut content, like... Uh, I, I mean, obviously, if that happens, we will have obvious um, proof of that. Um, but in general, it's not ethical to to cut content and then release it as paid content. Um, and developers have been caught red-handed doing that. So I certainly hope CDPR has learned their lesson. Um, but I really expect uh, content to be along the same lines as The Witcher 3. So a lot of uh, little quests, some... Um, probably cosmetic stuff like outfits, uh, maybe a way to customize V after um, the initial character creator, because I know a lot of people have really wanted that. I don't know how hard that would be to implement, but that's what I expect in terms of like free DLC. Now, expansions, I mean, that could go anywhere. It's really hard to tell uh, what they're going to do there. Yeah, I was uh, thinking about this before the show, and Uh, I agree. I think they'll follow some format similar to what they did with The Witcher 3. Uh, Definitely some one-off missions. and But instead of maybe, like, there were some armor sets in The Witcher. I was thinking what would be cool for Cyberpunk, even though this might affect gameplay too much for it to just be something they just drop in the game. Uh, But, like, some new cyberware that maybe gives you some new abilities would be cool. Um, Or some new hacks that let you do some new uh, interesting things. All that stuff would be cool, but I'm not sure, again if that has too broad of an implication on the the world in general. But I'd like to see see that, stuff that kind of affects gameplay. Um, I do agree that, yeah, if they release any of the stuff that they promised was going to be in the base game and that they cut and then they charge for it, yeah, I, I don't... I, I hope CDPR knows better than to do that. I would like to see some of those features, though, added as free DLC. That'd be great. That would be great. Uh, yeah. I'm totally with you there. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, for the... For the paid content, I'm hoping that they add new, maybe a whole new area of the city. I don't think it would be nearly in the uh, same size as what we've got, but just maybe a new neighborhood or a new borough, I guess they're called, could be uh, really cool. Um, Or just a really long, uh, I guess it doesn't have to be really long, but I think the the Witcher paid DLCs were pretty lengthy, um, up to 40 hours for Blood and Wine, if I remember. Yes. Uh, That'd be great. You know, and if, if by then... The, the game is running smoothly. It looks better. It's, it's you know, they fixed a lot of the stuff that they, that gave them so much grief when they launched it. Um, 
that would that would pull me back in to Cyberpunk. Uh, I don't think I'm going to jump back in just for the next gen upgrades. But if they release paid DLC that is, you know, really lengthy and basically the equivalent of what other games might even be like in full, I would I would dive in for that. I would too. Um, and guys, I have you know the, the launch was obviously not great, but I I really do have all the faith in the world in CDPR's ability to tell a good story, and that's what they did with. The Witcher 3 DLC. And that's still what they did, in my opinion, with Cyberpunk's main story. So if they lean into what they're already good at with paid DLC, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. Could be a bit of a redemption uh, opportunity for them, but uh, they've got a lot of work cut out for them, that's for sure. <laughs> they sure do. Yeah. So uh, thanks again, Bradley, for the question. Again, if you want to write in uh, to us, the email address is preloadedpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we are going to wrap things up. Before we do, Jackson, uh, is there anything you want to plug on your channel? Yeah, Josh, I made some content based on Valhalla's uh, River Raids. I, I did a little guide and just a rundown of the new patch. So if you want to check those out, they're on my channel. Nice. And on my channel, I am working on a Far Cry 6 video just covering all the stuff that we we know about the game. I know that I'm not the first to make a video like this, but I do think that I found some uh, little nuggets of information that a lot of people have overlooked. So stay tuned if that's something you're interested in. And with that, if you are listening to the show on any of the audio platforms, we'd love for you to subscribe and rate the show if you're enjoying it. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, drop us a comment. We love to interact with you there. And with that, we are going to sign off. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. 